If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to the Gospel of Luke chapter 5? The Gospel of Luke chapter 5, and we will be reading a, a story here that begins at verse 12. And if you are able to, would you please stand as we read God's word? Luke chapter 5, starting at verse 12, and this is what it says. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day that we can be in your house. And Lord, indeed, we pray that you would open up our minds and our hearts to hear from you. God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us and that, Lord, you would help us to be obedient to respond. And so we commit this time into your hands. May you have your way, Lord, and may you speak. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. So as Jesus was traveling through one of the villages, he encounters a man who the scripture said had an advanced case of leprosy. So the man had a very severe case of leprosy, which probably meant that his whole body had been affected and he, he um, was covered with sores and scabs and all of the things that come with this illness and this disease. In those days, unfortunately, there were no medical treatments for this sort of disease. And it was incurable apart from supernatural healing that at times could take place. And because of this disease, it was associated with ritual uncleanliness. And so if a person came into contact with someone who had a similar disease or this kind of a disease, they were considered to be unclean. So they were considered to be ceremonial, un ceremonially unclean, and there was a ritual process that they would have to go through in order to become clean and a time that they were not permitted to enter into the temple or to worship. Um, and so it was a big process. And it was important for people who had this leprosy to stay far away from other people. So the, this man who had leprosy was distanced from his family. He was isolated, he was alone, and in those days, they either uh, lived in isolation by themselves or in colonies with other lepers or people of similar disease. 
And so society had completely shunned this man. He no longer had access to his family members and his loved ones. He was alone with his sickness. He was alone with this, um, this disease that he carried. And there was often a lot of stigma around this. People stayed far away and in the event that a person who had leprosy needed to be around other people, they had to call out, unclean, unclean, as a warning to let others know that they were nearby and the kind of disease that they carried so that others would be aware that they needed to stay as far away from this person as possible. So in other words, it was a warning to all those around. Because of this, Jesus knew that this man had leprosy. But it's such an amazing thing to see how this man came to Jesus. How he came before God and understanding the information and the customs and, and what was happening. The, the mere fact that this man was able to come before Jesus, to kneel down, to bow before him, and even have access to him was incredible because he shouldn't have access to him. He shouldn't have been able just to come up to Jesus the way he did. He shouldn't have been able to be as close to him as he did, yet that is exactly what happened. Jesus put himself in a place where the leper was able not only to see him, but have access to him. And it's important, my friends, for us to remember that we serve a God who makes himself accessible to any and everyone. Jesus makes himself accessible to us. He makes himself available to us to have access to him. God does not operate as a celebrity. God does not operate as a celebrity in order to pick and choose who can come to him, who can spend time with him, who can be near him, but he operates as a loving father who stands with his arms open wide, ready to accept anyone who chooses to come to him. Jesus made himself accessible to this man who had been shunned not only from his family, but society in general. A man who was completely cut off and who had uh, this state of loneliness. He was in this advanced stage of leprosy and he was suffering quietly. Others didn't know to the extent of the pain and the loneliness and the isolation that he was going through. Yet Jesus made himself available and accessible to this man. My friends, it's such an amazing thing to know that God cares about our situation. God cares about our situation. And this man came to the point where there was no hope left there was no hope left, and the only hope that he had was this man that he had heard named Jesus. And he knew that somehow or another, he needed to get before Jesus. He needed to get before him, and he, he basically said, I don't care what my situation is. I don't care what my illness is, but I need to get to Jesus somehow. And he was willing to go out of his way to get to Jesus. And the beautiful thing is that Jesus didn't turn him away. 
but he accepted him. He spent the time with him. He took the time to care about this man's needs. When we come to that point, my friends, where our only hope is Jesus, then we say to ourselves, our circumstance no longer matters. Our sickness no longer matters. That person's opinion no longer matters. We just need Jesus. That is what we need. And Jesus comes and gives us direct access to God. You see, the Bible tells us that there is only one way to God, and it is through his son, Jesus Christ. And we need to call upon that name of Jesus. We need to look to Jesus and acknowledge that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That he is the one who gives us access to God. As I read this passage of scripture and I thought it's so beautiful, Jesus made himself available to this man. I started to think about the fact that do we do the same for other people? Do we make ourselves available to other people in this world? There are so many people who are lonely and hurting, who are suffering quietly, who just need a friend, just need someone to talk to, just need someone to vent to, just need someone to cry with or laugh with or celebrate with. Are we making ourselves accessible and available are we approachable people where people can call us up and talk to us? Because God wants us to be his hands and feet. And in being his hands and feet, we need to make ourselves accessible to other people as well. We need to make ourselves available to those who need someone. Because oftentimes, people don't necessarily need you to go out of their way for them. They just simply need to know that you are there, that you are listening, and that you care. And so, my friends, I want to encourage us to just make ourselves available. Make ourselves available and make time for other people in our society. Jesus often spent time with people who were outcasts in that society, tax collectors, beggars, prostitutes, all of that. He made time for other people. And I'm not saying that we need to be best friends with them, we need to invite them to our house, no, but we need to care. We need to show love and compassion and care for those around us. May we make ourselves accessible to other people as well. So this man with leprosy came to Jesus and if you look at the story in more detail, you see that he came in the most humble and reverent way. He didn't come to Jesus in this loud, arrogant, obnoxious way and, and tell him he needs to heal him right now. He comes so humble and reverently. The scripture says he bowed down before him. He showed Jesus the reverence and the honor that he deserves. You see, when we come before God, yes, God calls us friend. Yes, he is our father. Yes, he is the one that we can call upon at any time. But we also must come with this position in our heart, acknowledging that God is still God. And we have to show honor and respect and reverence when we approach him. This man comes in the most humble way, and when he sees Jesus, he bows down with his face to the ground. He immediately recognized 
Jesus' sovereignty. That is his ultimate and supreme power over all things. Jesus has ultimate power over all things. And this is point number two. Recognize Jesus' sovereignty over all things. Do you recognize how powerful God is? Do you understand his abilities, his authority that goes beyond what we could ever imagine? You see, this man with leprosy believed in God's ability to completely heal him. He believes in him, and this is how I know he believes in him, because look at what he says to Jesus. He says, Lord, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Now, I find that statement so interesting that he doesn't actually ask Jesus to heal him in a question. Instead, he gives a statement saying, if you are willing, you can heal me. In other words, saying, I believe and I know that you have the power and the authority to heal me. And if you are willing, let it be so. You see, when we come before God, that's the kind of faith that God wants us to have. God wants us to come acknowledging and recognizing that he is sovereign over all things, that he has ultimate power and authority. My friends, whatever situation you are going through right now, remember that he is still in control. Jesus exercised his power and authority many times on earth through his ministry by healing the sick, by um, multiplying food, by commanding the elements, the wind and the waves to stop. God has ultimate power and he is able to move in our life as well. This man acknowledged Jesus' sovereignty. He declared and he believed that God was able to do for him what he needed to do. And in the same way, he is able to do that for us today. He not only understood that God had the power to heal him, but he also knew that Jesus would be the only one who could make him clean. Jesus would be the only one not only to heal him, but to make him clean. You see, because of sin... We are not only separated from God, but we are tarnished with that stain of sin. And it is only by the blood of Jesus that we could be washed whiter than snow, that we can be forgiven, that we can be made clean. Are you calling upon the name of Jesus? Are you washed in the blood of Jesus? Because it is by his blood that we are made right with God. It is by his blood that we are cleansed and forgiven and that we are adopted into God's family. It is by his blood that we are made clean. He has power and authority over all things. So this man comes to Jesus, he bows down, he makes the statement that if Jesus is willing to heal him, that he could do it. And then the most amazing thing happens. In verse 13, it says, Jesus reached out and he touched him. Jesus reached out and he touched him. Now remember, this man had an advanced case of leprosy. 
And not only was it forbidden for him to be around people, especially not calling out unclean, but it was forbidden for anyone to come into contact and to touch this man. Because by touching him, they would now be considered ceremonially unclean and would not be able to do certain things or um, for a certain amount of time until they were now cleansed, right? And so for Jesus to reach out and touch this man, it was something that nobody else would be willing to do. And and for context and and to understand that further, some of you may know the story of the Good Samaritan and how, you know, there were other people who walked by before the Samaritan came and they walked on the other side of the road. They didn't want to risk touching a dead body or a man with illness or, or someone because of fear of becoming unclean through whatever that person may have had. So it stood in the way of helping because they didn't want to risk that. But Jesus reaches out and he touches the man. He touches a man who had been distant, who had been isolated, who had been alone, who had been neglected by society and shunned by so many. He touches this man and imagine the shock that this man felt. That someone for so long had not cared. He had not been touched. He had not been shown that kind of love and affection. But Jesus reaches out and he touches him. Now, before we go further, since this topic of touch comes up, I just want to mention... You know, my friends, in in our society, obviously with the pandemic, touching has been off limits, right? It has been more limited and, you know, we've been more distant because of this and rightfully so. And we have to be careful. But touch is something that is so important to human beings. It is the way that we not only connect with our world, but it's the way that we connect with other people as well. And we need to be touched. We need to have affection. We need to be shown love. But we also need to be mindful that there are some people who may not necessarily want that. And here's what I'm saying. We have to be sensitive that some people may not necessarily feel as comfortable as we may. I'm, I'm a touchy person. I will give you a hug if I know you. You know, I'll, I'll do that. But we have to be careful that because of some people's past traumatic events, because they're not used to it, it, it may not necessarily come across the same. Is that making sense? And we just need to be sensitive about that, right? So we have to be careful because, you know, some people may have had a bad experience with inappropriate touch, you know, when they were younger, which now affects how they feel today. And so we just need to be sensitive and considerate. But touch is something that is very important because it's the way that we connect with our world. It's the way that we connect with other people. And Jesus understood that this man needed to be touched. This man needed to be shown love and care in the way that he did. And Jesus didn't actually need to touch the man in order to heal him. Right? Because we know in other passages, we see Jesus just saying the word and the person was healed. Jesus just saying and declaring that they would be healed and they were healed. So he didn't need to physically touch someone. Yet he reached out and he touched this man because he knew this is what the man needed. He touched someone with leprosy that according to the Mosaic law was an act of defilement. 
The commentator says the Mosaic law required those with such skin conditions to separate from others. However, when Jesus touched the man, listen to this, contamination didn't flow in, cleansing flowed out. Cleansing flowed out. Jesus' compassion superseded ceremonial uncleanliness. Jesus knew that this man needed it. And he says to him, I am willing, be healed. I am willing, be healed. You see, my friends, Jesus is not only willing, but he is able to heal you. He is willing and he is able to heal us. He is willing and he is able to do for us what we cannot do on our own. Jesus looked upon this man with compassion and assured him that he is willing to heal him. He is willing to help us. And I believe that God looks upon us in the same way. And he is saying, I am willing I am willing. Oftentimes, we associate healing with physical needs. Know that? We often say, you know, I need healing because my knee, my leg, my shoulder, you know, I have this pain, I have this illness. And, and of course, those are legitimate things we all need healing for. And those of you who have those needs, definitely, you know that healing is important. However, it's important for us to remember that healing is not only applicable to the physical body, but there is a healing that we need that goes far beyond just the fleshly needs that we have. There are so many needs where we need God to heal us emotionally and spiritually. We need God to help us for the different things that we have faced and the different things that we have experienced. And my friends, I want you to truly understand that we live in a broken world, a world where we are all suffering with something, where we all are in need of healing in some way or another. And there are some of you who are suffering quietly. There are some of you who none of us knows what you're going through. There are some of you who are carrying pain inside from years and years ago. And here's what happens. Oftentimes what we do with that pain that we feel is we suppress it, right? We try to ignore it. We don't want to talk about it, but we try to ignore it and we just try to hide it. We try to do something that's going to distract us. We try not to think about it. We try not to say those words, sing that song, talk to that person because we're trying to push it down as far as it'll go, right? Stick with me now. But what happens is all of those things start accumulating and accumulating. And there are times where we have triggers, things that trigger us. And when we tr and things trigger us, then those emotions that we've been suppressing for so long come out. And we need to deal with those emotions. And God is saying, I am willing to heal you. I am willing to help you. I am willing to do for you what you need 
the pain that we carry inside of us. Some of you need a touch and healing spiritually from the Lord to deliver you from certain addictions and habits and things that you just can't seem to get out of. Some need that healing and that touch to break bondages in your life, to break chains and strongholds, not only over your life, but your family members' lives. Things that are keeping you enslaved to sin we need healing from those things. My friends, there are so many things that we need healing for. Healing from long-term illness, physical healing, yes. Healing from sickness or disease. Healing from physical pain. Healing from abandonment issues and neglect issues. Healing from hurt that has been caused by maybe a parent who didn't fulfill their obligations to you when you were a child. Healing from hurt caused by children who have hurt you. You've gone out of your way for them and they've turned their back or they've walked away or they've hurt you and your family in some way. We need healing from a broken heart or failed relationship. Healing from past mistakes. Healing from physical, emotional, or even spiritual abuse. Healing from fears and phobias. Healing from traumatic childhood events that you experienced. Healing from depression and anxiety, which is such a big one in this society. Healing from sinful habits. We need healing from anger and bitterness. We need healing from unforgiveness and a hardened heart. We need healing from guilt that we carry around. My friends, healing goes beyond just the physical body. And it is only God who can make us not only clean and not only healed, but he can make us whole. And God wants to make us whole again. The Bible declares that he is able, that he is more than able, and we need to call upon the name of Jesus. Let God heal you body, soul, and spirit. Let him make you whole again. You see, God works through medicine, he works through science, but he is also able to work through the power of his Holy Spirit to bring about healing, to bring about help, to bring about the results that we cannot achieve on our own. So after Jesus instantly healed this man with leprosy, he gave him instructions not to tell anyone what happened. He said, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. You see, Jesus gave him these instructions, but unfortunately the man didn't follow them. And, and I can understand, he was excited about what had just happened. He was in awe that this state of leprosy was now gone, that he was instantly cured, that he was healed, and he wanted everyone to know not only what happened, but who did it. Who helped heal him? And so the law stated that if a person had been healed of their leprosy, that they needed to go to the priest to be examined and then give a thank offering in the temple. 
So by sending this leper to the priest, Jesus was giving him a way for the priest to verify that this man had been clean. In other words, there was someone who was able to declare this man to be fully healed and cleansed. That's why he sent him. It's important for us to share what God has done in our life. And that's the last point. Share your testimony of what God has done. Share your testimony. Be thankful. Be bold in your praise to God. Don't be ashamed or afraid to thank him for what he has done for you, for the things that he has helped you achieve, for the things that he has blessed you with, for the ways that he has helped you in your life. May we share our testimony with others. And in a world where there is so much bad news around us, we need to share some good news, some good things that God is doing because God is still in the business of performing miracles, of healing, of restoring, of doing something good. And last week we talked about the fact that now we're going to, excuse me, have a little section in our newsletter called a praise report corner. And if you have a praise report, we want to know about it because we want to thank God and we want that to be a testimony of what God is able to do and encourage others as well. And so if you have a praise report, you just send it to us by email and uh, Olivia will include that. And so we want to thank God and share what he has done. Isn't it amazing to know that God loves and cares for each one of us. He loves and he cares for us enough to make himself available to us. He loves each one of us to make himself accessible to each one of us no matter who we are. He gives us the ability to call upon his name and to come and seek him and find him. And not only that, but we can be assured that God is sovereign over all things. And he is willing and he is able to heal us. He is able to do and touch us and heal us. This man came before Jesus and he asked Jesus to heal him by giving a statement of declaring that Jesus would be able to. There's another story that we can read about in Matthew chapter 9 with a woman with an issue of blood. And some of you know that story. If you don't, then I encourage you to read it. Where she takes the initiative to go out of her way to just touch the hem of Jesus' garment as he's going by. She was determined that she too, someone who had been shunned and considered unclean, would not allow this to pass her by. But she was going to reach out and touch him. And because of it, she was healed. You see, my friends, yes, God is able to heal us. But sometimes we need to take the initiative to come before God and say, God, I recognize that I am in need of healing. Make me clean. Restore me and help me. And that's the kind of faith that God wants to see. And he is willing and he is able. Today is the day that by faith, we can reach out and touch him. We can reach out and just touch the hem of his garment. We can reach out and know that he touches us back and that he is willing to heal us. The songwriter says, Pass me not, O gentle Savior, 
hear my humble cry while on others thou art calling. Do not pass me by. My friends, today is a day that we can experience healing. Today is a day that we can reach out and by faith touch the Lord. Today is a day that we can reach out and experience God's touch upon our bodies, upon our spirits, and upon our souls. And it is a day by faith where we can say, God, I come before you humbly. And I say, do not pass me by. Don't allow this opportunity to pass by. Don't allow your healing to pass by. Don't allow God's restoration in your life to pass you by. And so my friends, we're gonna do something a little different today. I'm not gonna pray right now, but as the worship team leads us in this closing song, I wanna encourage you to come Come and spend some time in prayer with the Lord. There is space for you to distance yourselves kneeling or standing around the altar. But here's the thing. By faith, we are reaching out. We're coming before God and we're taking the initiative as this man did with leprosy, as this woman with the issue of blood did and saying, God, I need your touch. I need your touch. And it doesn't matter what it is that you need God's touch for. He is willing and he is able. And so my friends, would you stand? And as we sing, I encourage you to come and then we'll pray. You feel free to come.